welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. In the world of quick lube service, shop owners are no stranger to lubricants. It's in the title, after all. Today, we're talking about vehicle lubricants, from proper storage to oil formulation. I'm joined in conversation by Sean Wynn, who has been with Shell Lubricants for 23 years. He is a technical specialist and he shares his vast knowledge, so keep listening. Sean, well, welcome to the Nolan podcast. Glad to have you on today. Let's start out by just having you introduce yourself and let's talk about your job. What does a technical specialist at Shell Lubricants do? For starters, at Shell, we do have many different technical specialists in many different fields based on the products uh, that we offer and the services that we provide. But specific for the lubricants business, we have people that specialize in unique areas of lubricants, like hydraulics, like greases, uh, barine, mining, and such. But for me specifically, my role encompasses technical knowledge on automotive lubricants, uh, specifically in the fundamentals, in the formulation, in application, and use. And then I also am the go-to person when it comes to technical performance of our products, uh, and then educate our marketing and sales teams on those differences. What led you to the lubricants industry? What do you find most interesting about the work that you do? I guess for me, lubricants was my first job and I've stayed in it ever since, right? I started my career as a, basically as a grease technician, working on novel greases, grease formulation, and then moved to become a chemist over the years And I've worked in areas such as crude analysis, asphalt, engine oil formulation, and innovative research. Uh, For for me specifically, what's really interesting about my job is that now now I sit between our marketing and sales team and our customers. I get to interact firsthand with our customers, our distributors, and influencers. Thus, I get to bridge that technology with everyday applications from the consumers to our sales team and to our team at Shell. And for today, I get to talk to great people like you. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Like I said, I, I'm really interested to talk, to talk to you more about kind of the intricacies of, of lubricants, specifically in how quick maintenance shop owners use them in their daily work they're an important part of helping a vehicle run properly. So what is something that shop owners can be doing to ensure proper storage for these lubricants just so that they perform as well as they're meant to? Well, I personally believe that these shops already do a phenomenal job in inventory and storage handling at their local shops. I think the major point of concern for me is the proper labeling of the materials, right? Is a transmission fluid versus from motor oils, right? Differential fluids versus uh, uh, tr- power steering fluid or brake fluid. 
And this way you avoid mixed contamination and wrongful application of, of use of products in those specific applications. And by doing that, you avoid future claims and warranty issues uh, in the long run. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And something that maybe kind of goes along with that is that there are many things that shop owners are probably aware of when looking at these lubricants and, and knowing if they are still good to use or not. But what are some strategies and signs that a, a, that shop owners should be implementing and looking for to know if a lubricant should not be used in a vehicle? How can you tell if it's sort of gone bad? Well, the industry kind of sets a, a tone for that, right? Um, a, for a typical recommendation for use of engine oils specifically and similar lubricants are approximately 48 months or four years from the date of manufacture. Thus, uh, if a shop is rotating their inventory, this, then this shouldn't be a concern. Uh, but if a lubricant, like you said, go bad, it can only happen uh, by, of course, time. Uh, but unless it's contaminated or left exposed to the environment, right? Uh, if the product is found to be beyond that four-year shelf life, uh, it, it will not or may not perform as well as new. Thus, uh, we recommend that they should use with caution and definitely shorten the drain interval uh, if they should use those products. Yeah, I mean, being on top of that, inventory seems to be a big component with a lot of what you're bringing up here. And talking about the, the oil formulation specifically, I'm interested to hear more about that from you. In general, what goes into an oil formulation process? Hmm. It sounds like a simple question, but it may require a long answer. So you want a one minute or two hour conversation. So we're going to go short. <laughs> Sounds um, good. <laughs> for me, I like to use the analogy of making your perfect soup. And you have to start with the right base stock, right? And then certain ingredients are added at the correct time and temperature to create that flavor. Uh, things like uh, ingredients like viscosity modifiers, detergents, dispersants, anti-foam, anti-wear. All these are added at appropriate time and they must meld together to work as one in unison. And that's the difficult balance of formulating mold oil. For if one ingredient is too much, it will basically throw everything else of balance, like too much salt or sugar to a recipe. It's very difficult to remove. So, um, and, but if it's done right, but if it's done right, it will give a perfect balance within which I call my two Ps, protection and performance. And in food term, the perfect pucker, right? Uh, kiddingly aside, but at Shell, we work heavily and we work diligently uh, to perfect and, and optimize all of our formulations for all of our products so that the consumer can be trusted to know that they have a perfect balance of products 
on the shelf in the bottle that they're using. The comparison to food there works really well. That you know, getting that recipe right is is pretty important. And I want to know how that relates to modern vehicles too, because vehicles are changing, right? So as some of these components in newer vehicles change, how does that impact the the oil formulation or the the recipe, so to speak? What's the response and how those oils are being formulated? We all know that that the manufacturers are working diligently to uh, introduce new technologies into these vehicles. And they do this because they're focusing on se several factors, right? Efficiency and sustainability uh, is some of the key factors in their design process without sacrifice the performance, right? The consumer still wants performance. Thus, as they optimize these things, they're making the engines maybe more smaller. They definitely makes it more powerful, uh, but they try to make the engine more efficient. And in those driver points, they are demanding for better oil, specifically synthetics. Uh, we have seen that within the last five to 10 years, more than 90% of vehicles are calling for either a synthetic or a synthetic blend as the motor oil of, cho of choice. Thus, the quality of the motor oil and their performance also ha has to follow in line uh, with new additive chemistries, uh, better base oil. Thus, we uh, at Shell work closely with these OEMs to deliver the lubricants that helps to maximize the performance of these new hardware when they can become available for the consumer. When it comes to these lubricants in a shop setting, there's educational opportunity for those who work at the shop to help customers kind of understand the distinctions in how lubricants are specified, also how they work for a vehicle, what they do for that vehicle. Do you have any advice for educating the consumer on lubricants? Short answer. I think it must start with the shop and the staff. Uh, an education program for the counter staff is essential because once they understand the fundamentals of lubricants and what drives them into those new specifications, they are better able to answer the concerns that the consumer has, the customers have, uh, and ease their fears and lead them to the correct motor oil for their vehicle. And us as oil producers, we also make efforts to educate the shop owners and shops on the products that they offer so that they're also more equipped, better equipped to educate their consumers. And some of those fears that you mentioned on the consumer side, I think that maybe ties into this bigger idea of maybe some misunderstandings about lubricants or, or gaps in knowledge that the consumer might have. So what are you seeing on that topic? On the consumer side, what are some of those gaps in knowledge that consumers have about lubricants? I think uh, most consumers do not understand the importance of proper lubrication, of proper viscosity, and what those OEM specifications mean. 
so by educating yourself to know what your vehicle requires, it makes it easier to manage and you become more knowledgeable when you walk into this shop, right? Uh, the consumer also must play their part in checking their fluid levels uh, and, and topping it off if it gets low, because what we see is having proper fluid levels uh, is crucial in maintaining their equipment health. And something that shop owners might be interested in thinking more about is the future of lubrication and what that looks like. So I know that's a, a big topic and, and a big question to ask about the future of, of lubrication might hold, but what are your thoughts on that? And are there ways in which electrification of vehicles play a role or other changes across the industry? What do you think? You know, we recognize that the, the entire industry has transitioned dramatically uh, over the last 10 years. And just in the vehicle market, we, know, we see a transition to hybrid technology uh, of e-vehicles being offered out in the marketplace. So the need for lubricants will also need to change. Lubricants will have to play a bigger role in not just lubricating, but now in cooling, in lubricating and now of electric motors, of newer transmissions, and the smaller engines that may be on off uh, use uh, occasionally, right? Not as everyday use. So base oil becomes, uh, base oil quality becomes a bigger role as well as the newer additives to help to meet those needs. Uh, we personally are working closely with our, those OEMs that we talked about to understand those needs and then guide them on how lubricants can contribute to protecting their critical equipment and hardware. Uh, and, and we like that partnership because those partnerships allows us to make a better product for the consumer as a whole. And lastly, why do you think it's important for shop owners and their teams to really stay up to date on innovations in lubrication? I guess like any other business, right? I think it is crucial to be aware of changes in the industry. And when it comes to lubricants, things are changing very rapidly uh, from vehicle design, engine design, and all else that comes with mobility. Uh, lubricants will pay, play an important role in protecting these equipments as long as there is friction, there is wear, and there is heat involved. Thus, a, a shop owner or a shop will need to continuously learn and keep up with these changes from the new battery designs to the new engine designs. And by working closely with their suppliers, they can get the latest information on the products that they will provide and actually become a trusted go-to place for the consumers in the long run. Thanks for listening to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, visit our website at nolan.net or follow us on social media. Just search for National Oil and Lube News. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time.